Hi, and welcome to The Law of Averages. I'm Matthew Goodman. And I'm Sarah Merle. And we're going to just jump right into it today. Um, I don't think either of us are super in the mood to do anything other than uh, talk about... I mean, we we ha- already had an episode, I think it was like less than two weeks ago, about the Buffalo shootings, and now we're... Um, now we are recording in the wake of the Uvalde shooting, uh, school and, shooting. And boy, every time I fucking think it can't get worse, a new piece of information comes out that makes it worse somehow. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And, uh, you know, if the Uvalde shooting doesn't cure you of all of your fantasies of the good guy with a gun mythology... Um, you should be institutionalized because you have lost all contact with reality because, you know, <clears throat> probably my favorite really stupid fucking response that I've seen to this is we need to give teachers guns and, and teach teachers to, you know, take out active shooters, which like, if there's one thing, if there's one reason that people go into teaching, right, it's so they can fire a weapon at a kid. Um, <clears throat> and uh we all know john wick was a preschool teacher yeah a well-known a well yeah everybody knows that part of the plot line um when it says you know ye this bitch empty he's actually talking about a formula bottle um <laughs> i think that's about like the only joke we're gonna get off uh on this uh this episode but um basically everything about it is the worst possible thing uh we've the cops engaged with the shooter uh before he went into the school they waited 40 minutes, cowering in fear outside the school as the shooter killed a bunch of kids. It all has also come out that the parents were begging them to run inside and do something. And the cops threatened to tase the parents for going in. And it's recently come out that some of the police, in fact, did go into the school to get their own children out. Um, yeah. So it's just truly the worst in every possible way and if you have any faith in the police after you learn these facts you're a fucking idiot that's all there is to say about it you're a fucking moron and this is the early story that the police are rolling with so this to me sounds like this is the best case scenario they could come up with to try to make themselves look the best and that's i think that's pretty damning in and of itself um yeah the other, the other thing that's once again insane about this is like cops once again acting like none of the other people, like all the other people there are like NPCs in the game of their life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just like, I can't believe these fucking parents had the audacity to remember my behavior on the day and tell everybody about it, you know? Yeah, and there was a report of, of one mother who had been handcuffed and then mm-hmm. uh, the police unhandcuffed her when she promised to calm down. And then she jumped over a fence and then ran in and rescued some children. Good. Good. So it gives you an idea of um, who the actual heroes are in this situation. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to note here after doing some some research, because I was pretty sure in the wake of Columbine, there had been updates to police procedure. Mm-hmm. in uh, mm-hmm. active shooter situations that had been applied at places like Virginia Tech um, and the Fort Hood shooting. And there is very clear training and protocol that ironically originated out of Texas, of course, three hours away from the shooting, that in active shooter situations, police are supposed to engage with the shooter as quickly and aggressively as possible. Mm. Um, no matter how much danger they are in, um, they should, they're not even supposed to try to evacuate the wounded. They're just supposed to ignore everything else and engage with the shooter as aggressively as possible. The whole reason every cop organization said they have a right to kill people if they feel endangered, the whole reasoning behind that was... Being a police officer is endangering to my life and my safety. So I need to take the steps that I need to take as a cop to ensure my safety in a place where I'm going to die. Which the truth is, when you give these people an opportunity to do to, to do anything or be anything other than fucking fragile masculinity cosplayers, I hope this is good evidence for all these people who think that like a big brave cop with his big brave dick and his big brave boy gun are going to come in and save him from from the mean shooter guy. Like, I don't know how to tell people this, but, like, 
the good guy with the gun has a gun because he feels fundamentally unprepared to protect himself and his family from any kind of threats. And he's still not going to do shit. No, he's going to tase you when you try to go in to save your own child. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. And yeah. this, I, I guess that's, there are a lot of pictures you can find online of the police department doing their freaking um, copaganda, like Facebook yeah. photos um, with all their sweet tactical gear mm-hmm. that when they had the opportunity to use the way they're supposed to be used, they ran away. And and these are supposedly the people in Texas that everybody is falling all over themselves to protect. The children, the children, the children. Who will think about the children? We have to save the children from the trans people. We have to sh- save the children from all of the gay people. We can't let them. We, we have to protect the children. We have to protect yeah. the children. And you had the opportunity to fucking protect the children. And you stood behind your police car and waited for a... a, a Waited for what? Your daddy to get there? Like, uh, you know, you want to be cop daddy. You're cop daddy now, which means yeah. you get to go in and, and take the hail of bullets. That's what you fucking signed up for, Skippy. They uh, claim now, the officers claim that they were uh, stymied by a locked door, which was eventually uh, circumvented by the brand new technology of a janitor unlocking it. Or, or you know, like... Biden just signed uh, a federal prohibition for no-knock warrants. Uh, I know they've got some door battering rams down in Texas. I know that they know who has that thing they could bust down that door with. Hey, who fucking cares? Take the fucking MRAP that your city bought you and drive it through the wall. Who gives a fuck? Are you there to protect children or not? And remember that the first hour is called the golden hour because that's about the only time frame in which shooting victims can actually be treated. Yeah. Um, that if you wait longer than that, all the people are dead. So by waiting that time to protect themselves, the officers condemned all the children who are still alive inside that building who were shot and bleeding out. They condemned them all to death. Yep. Piece of fucking shit pigs. Worthless fucking pigs. That's what cops are. All cops are bastards. I will die on this hill. Thank you. It's sort of hard to, I know that there is a desire among many to want to think of cops as, you know, the ones who are keeping them safe. But as you pointed out, and I think it's important important to reiterate, the cops are trained, are trained specifically to control situations and minimize danger to themselves. So they're not there to protect you. They, in fact, actually have no legal obligation to protect you. Thanks, Supreme Court. Um, so they're there, in my opinion, and I think the research bears this out to basically uphold existing, you know, power structures <laughs> and, uh, economic and power structures. And in this case, none of those things were really endangered. So they did what they do. They took control of the situation that they could, which was by brutalizing the parents and they minimized risk to themselves by letting all those kids die. That's what all of our, you know, copaganda, that's all of our um, ridiculous, that's what 40% of Uvalde's budget bought them. It bought them cops that stood by and watched and refused to accept responsibility for almost 20 dead children and, you know, dead teachers. It was interesting. I was having a conversation with uh, a friend who um, had been in the armed forces and, you know, had been in combat. And he he was telling me that he understands the very human fear of being in a situation where you're getting shot at. You know, he has been in those situations and he knows how terrifying it is. Yeah. Um, But his his entire point was that, you know... uh, he learned relatively early on in his in his training that if he couldn't handle that situation, if he couldn't deal with the fear and still go forward with what he was supposed to do, then what he needed to do was, you know, find a different line of work. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, he said there's a reason why now, you know, he, he works in the civilian sector is that at a certain point he couldn't bring himself to risk his life that way anymore. And as he said, he understands as a person why the police waited. Yeah. But as someone who had affirmatively given him, but as, as professionals, as law enforcement officers, as people who had sworn to defend the community, even if those were empty words, you know, he, he, he can't support what, what they did. He can't support their inaction. He, as he said that it goes against everything um, that they're trained to do. You know, uh, this is old Mr. Rogers uh, hat, but (coughs) excuse me. Anytime there's like a major structural collapse, right? Like the, bridge overpass in Miami or the walkway disaster at the Kansas city hotel, people with no medical experience will just come running and, and pull people out of rubble and they will put themselves to really traumatic situations to just help. They just want to help and they don't get paid for it. They don't get hazard pay. And the fact that these worthless fucking pigs have the audacity to suckle at the taxpayer's teat and do their little army cosplay and get fat sitting on their asses in their little town doing absolutely nothing, probably other than hassling Hispanic and black drivers and giving people tickets for dumb shit. You had the opportunity to be the hero and what you chose to be was a absolute puddle of chicken shit. I'm just, I, I am... I get angry at all these things, right? Like, every single one of these is a fucking tragedy because it just keeps happening over and over again. This one in particular has the Buffalo shooting. That officer, that was a retired police officer, uh, he actually acted. He acted yeah. and he died for it. He he acted with bravery and his reward was to be shot in the head. And that is what it means to die a hero when you when you try to help you put yourself in the line of fire he's a hero yeah these cops in texas are uh legless sows suckling at the taxpayer teat it is beyond disgusting i hope all these people are so ashamed for the rest of their lives they can never have a day's peace i get the feeling that uh <laughs> I get the feeling that they're going to be trying to justify this to themselves because, you know, they had, you know, they had a training in this school in February of 2022. Mm -hmm. So it's not as if they were unfamiliar with the layout of the school. It's not like, you know, the trainings had taken place, you know, 15 years ago. They had just Mm -hmm. done it a few months ago. So they knew what they were supposed to do. Like I said, every fucking fact of this makes it a little worse. Every single piece of information that comes out makes it a little worse. And Another really, you know, just staggering thing that I come up against is some people's actual response. Some of these fucking brain dead lobotomites actual reaction is, well, what could we have done about it anyway? And these are people (laughs) truly seriously asking that question. What could have prevented a gun from getting in the hands of this psychopath to commit this crime? Number one, just want to get it say it over and over and over again none of these people have a diagnosable medical condition the desire to cause harm to groups of people is not uh it's maladaptive it's maladaptive behavior that's for sure but ain't in the dsm um and you know uh, you don't have to take it i mean we we know we don't have to take it seriously because you know texas is dead last like literally worse than all other states plus the District of Columbia in access to mental health care. Yeah. And Governor Abbott slashed over $200 million from the state's mental health budget and is now going out, you know, complaining about how there's a men- mental health crisis yep. in these communities. It's like that's how you know they don't actually give a shit is yep. that they have the opportunity over and over to actually address mental health issues and they – do the opposite. They make it worse. They don't care. It's just an excuse. It's just a way to try to deflect uh, blame. They don't care about helping the mentally ill. And also, no. as, as as someone you know who deals with a mental illness, um, you know I, I know the statistics very well. People with mental illnesses are significantly more likely to be the victims of violence yeah. than the perpetrators. So, like, 
you know, get, get our names out of your mouth. You're you disgusting coward. Like if you're okay with kids dying, then just fucking say it. Yeah. And, and by the way, thank you to all of the bloodless psychopaths who are finally feeling empowered to come out and say, actually, yes, I do think it's more important for me to have an AR 15 than it is for your child to live. I just want to, Thank you for all those people having the courage to really come out and, and own that position. Uh, secondly, um, the <clears throat> to answer all these fucking bottomless, hot and fresh mugs of dipshit, um, the thing that we can do is a lot of stuff. For example, people with not fully from, formed frontal cortexes can't rent cars, you know, can't. <laughs> Can't rent a can't rent a convertible until you're 25 and you got that full frontal cortex set in in place. And actuaries have determined that at that point you become less of a risk to rental car companies. And um, wow, we did that great with rental cars. Um, that was so easy. Um, we raised the drinking age. The drinking age used to be 18. Now it's 21. Why can't the gun age be 25? Why not? There are – so you're right that there are logically a lot of reasons why for safety reasons we would not want, you know, 18-year-old, <laughs> particularly young men to be possessing uh, lethal weapons. Um, unfortunately, the industry and the, the gun industry, which is backed largely now by uh, private equity, by the way, mm-hmm. private equity makes everything worse, and also the NRA – they have been on a decades-long effort um, to gut the state's capacity to actually do anything about the violence. Um, I think it's also telling that the police have started backing, have uh, backed the party that is responsible for allowing so many guns on the street. It tells you what their actual priorities are. Yeah, they. I mean, again, like, my cousin married a cop and he's awful like if there's a person that like without much exposure to him even to this day if you were like hey would you like to slap this guy i'd be like hell yeah like let me get my my hand my my slapping powder from my hand um but you know that is a person who really relishes his position in his small shitty ass town as an important person who got to become an important person not by doing anything heroic or uh, you know, going to medical school and becoming a surgeon and becoming a trauma surgeon uh, or, you know. No, he wants to inflict the trauma. He wants to inflict the trauma. This is, you know, being a cop and policing and conservatism generally is for a kind of man and or I'm not saying that women are not conservative on their own right. I'm just saying that it's for a culture that worships a kind of man and a kind of masculinity for whom there is no sophistication to the concept of earning or gaining power other than power over other people and specifically the power of to allow them to live or die another day. That's the only, you know, these are not sophisticated people. This is as much as they can conceive of power, which is, I kill you. I kill you. I big, yeah. I big power. I kill you. And so it's, I, I in, after if, so, the Onion yesterday, if you didn't look, um, was just was the vast majority of it was just versions of the um, the uh, story that the Onion always runs after every yes. mass shooting, uh, which is like you know nothing can be done about this. Says country where this you know mass shootings are the says, only place says that happens. Only country where mass sh- where this regularly happens. Yeah. Yeah. But later it said, you know, there were uh, accomplices. The shooter had accomplices all the way as far as Washington, D.C. And this is very true and something that's been going on for a very long time. But I want to run through a little bit of legal history because I know that's sort of our our wheelhouse. (laughs) So in 1968, there was the Gun Control Act. Wow, look at us doing something useful in the 60s, um, which gave... ATF, which is Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, why all those are put together, weird historical anomaly, Uh, but it gave the ATF authority to regulate federally licensed gun dealers. But in, and in 78, you know, after some time, the ATF tried to make dealers report their sales to Mm. the ATF, but the NRA, 
uh, lobbied to kill it in Congress and uh, Congress did it. And they not only blocked this quarterly report, they also reduced the ATF's budget by $5 million, which was the same amount the agency at the time was seeking to update its uh, computing capacity. And w- real quick, I'm sure you'll get to this, but um, when we say that it's impossible to, to trace guns, um, the NRA has made it in, in like cars, for example, mm-hmm. license plates. Those are digitized, obviously. Uh, fingerprints, digitized. Records of missing people, digitized, obviously. Because well, what do you think police 2000... officers do when they pull you over? Right? <laughs> they, they look, they you look up, up on your, your computer. Yeah. And yet, what happens when <laughs> when someone needs to trace a gun uh, for a crime? Well, it ain't like the TV shows. You know, like in the TV show, they're like, oh, we have the gun. And they get the serial number. And then they, they get an answer, who it belongs to. Which is something that they should be able to do. They can get it in a few seconds for a car. They should yep. be able to get it in a few seconds for a gun. But... In 1986, there was a nice little fun bill passed in Reagan's America called the Firearms Protection Act. No, we're not protecting people from firearms. We are protecting the firearms themselves. And that has been in effect since then, which bans the ATF creating a registry of guns, gun owners, or gun sales. Um, And there was a uh, rider on that bill, which prevented the bill from consolidating or centralizing any database or collection of gun dealers records. Uh, this is from, it was a writer from 79 to 2011, and then it was made permanent at that point. So the, the reason there's no centralized database is because the ATF is literally banned from having one. Yep. <clears throat> so normally if you get a gun, you would be able to look it up. If you have the person's name, you can look them up to see if you could for anything. You look them up to see if they have it, or if you have the gun number, you should be able the registration number, you should be able to look it up and see who owns it or legally yep. uh, has it. But and there are, by the way, thousands and thousands of these requests uh, that the ATF is asked for uh, every day. In 2015, the ATF processed over 373,000 trace requests. Yep. Um, so the ATF tried to bypass this <laughs> uh, by giving uh, servers to gun dealers so they could upload their own sales records. And that way the ATF could search that gun dealer's records without having to contact the, the dealer. And the dealer didn't, wouldn't have to, you know, report constantly to the ATF. And when that gun dealer uh, would go out of business, then the, the server would be turned over to the ATF. This accumulated over 252 million records um, for the ATF. And from mm-hmm. 2000 to 2016, the ATF consolidated these servers into one place. But then it was found, then uh, it was ruled that this is, uh, this was illegal. So the ATF had to delete, had to delete 252 million records that they had in those servers. It's, it is, I think people in other countries, it's hard to describe to someone in the UK even, or like my friends in Sweden, to the degree to which gun manufacturers have forwards and backwards written the laws that govern (laughs) gun sales. You know what I mean? Yep. And they have made it so that we are in a system now where we have 350 million, uh, 350 workers at the ATF who literally have to go through boxes of microfilm and paper or search manually through PDFs. Note they have to look at the PDFs one at a time. Can't name the file names. Nope. And so if, for example, you want to perform a search, right? You, there's a gun found at a scene of a crime. Um, the retrace request comes in. The ATF has to find the specific index number of the former uh, gun dealer. And then search through the gun, the sale records chronologically... <laughs> For records of that specific gun, that means that they would have to go through thousands and thousands of files one at a time until they actually found the specific gun in question. If, if you, I mean, if you were an alien 
who landed on Earth and were, like, trying to figure out why one would make laws, right? Like, an alien looking at this could not see anything but a gun lobby intending to make it easy to commit crimes with guns. Like, right? I mean... Oh, did you lose me again? No, I'm here. No, you're here. Um... It just, like, I can't, I can't put any other logic behind it than we actually think that um, gun crimes are good and, like, crime is why people buy guns, so we're going to make it easier to do crime so that we can sell more guns. Like, duh. Well, theoretically, the logic is uh, this is a way so the government can't efficiently seize all the guns. Great. That is, that is the argument. Right. Because as, again, as I like to point out that uh, a government with, you know, intercontinental ballistic missiles is probably going to come door to door. Like, that's what I would do if I were a smart government is I would just (laughs) send agents door to door. Not, of course, not like carpet bomb large areas with my billions and billions and billions of dollars of weapons. Come on. No, they're literally just gonna. Yeah, they're they're no, they're gonna get in a shootout with you. you yeah, know, exactly. Old West style. I was gonna say we're gonna go. It's every fucking neighborhood is gonna be the okay motherfucking corral. Let's do it. Uh, these fa- these fantasies are so fucking pernicious. They're so pernicious. I, I I don't understand that there is like I understand on one level like okay, it's a power fantasy. Yes, I get that. I watch I watch John Wick. I have a good time with those (laughs) movies. I play violent video games, but in no point am am I like, you know what? I really hope that someone tries to break into my house so I can shoot them. There is. That's it. I grew. Okay, so I grew up with this. I grew up in a very, very two a household. My uh, dad subscribes to the magazine where they put like Nancy Pelosi on the front and like, a you know, whatever you can imagine. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly why we had guns. We had guns in our front, um, in our little like coat closet right by the front door. And the point was because our house had been broken into, we were supposed to be able to access the gun and shoot an intruder. Well, here's a fun thing about when we actually had intruders. Uh, my mom chased them out of the house barefoot with no weapons because my mom's five foot ten and uh, was a power lifter at the time. And she's going to rip that dude's head off and shit down his neck with her bare hands. And um, she didn't need a weapon for that. Right. Like that was a person trying to come in and steal a purse and wasn't trying yeah. to one trying to get no smoke and was so fucking scared when he ran out of the house with my mom screaming at the top of her lungs like a banshee. I would be I wouldn't be surprised if he never broke into another house again because my mom's <laughs> terrifying when she's mad. Uh, but, you know, we never use those guns on anybody. But there was a time when I was having a mental health crisis where I thought a lot about knowing where those guns were. Let's put it that way, you know, mm-hmm. which is why guns <clears throat> are so often implicated in in suicides, particularly yeah. among, you know, among men that it's uh, not that. Uh, that uh, Judd, the Judd mom, died of a gun, literally yeah. committed suicide in the seconds it took for her daughter to leave her, go answer the door, and come back, and picked up a gun and shot herself. Yeah. This <clears throat> is why this, it's... it's there, there is... And statistically, that gun is not going to make you safer. It's going to make you and everyone around you less safe. Yes. And we know this. I mean, we have, even though, you know, the NRA and Republicans have tried to cripple our ability to actually do research on gun violence, uh, which is, you know, if you didn't think gun violence was such a big problem, why are you trying to stop people from studying it? Yeah. Just my two cents. Um, that all of these fantasies are exactly that. They're fantasies. And I can tell the difference I can easily tell the difference between my flights of fancy, imagining I can be Aragorn and cutting down orcs, <laughs> you know, with my sword, uh, versus reality, which is that I have tried to use swords before and I am horrifically inept with them. <laughs> they're heavy, man. They're they're they balance weird. It feels weird in your arms. 
Yeah, and they are significantly worse at killing people than than guns. <laughs> uh, and like, I don't think anybody would say, you know, let's just let everyone carry giant battle axes and swords around. That will make us safer. But that's exactly. But we're we're asking for that, except way worse by saying, you know, everyone should have a gun. Like, you know, kids kids can't learn about uh, the history of of racism. Teachers can't uh, decide what their curriculum is going to be. But we totally think that they should be armed to the teeth. By the way, I I'm actually very very pro. Um, if we're all gonna have to have be armed, it must be medieval because that's just fun and cool. Like that's just awesome. Um, also, there is a woman here in Indianapolis who is a um, Renfair cosplayer who was a swords swords woman, but nice. she actually um, caught somebody breaking into her house and held him at sword point until the <laughs> cor- the cops came. So I just want to say like we're joking. Someone really did that here. Still one of my like idols um of like a real person in the world but out of curiosity matt have you ever fired a gun yes okay i i I figured you had and i have of course and uh if you've ever fired a gun um in like the best case like calm breathing scenario it's really loud um most guns kick at some certain amount not all of them but um you know it's a pretty even if you're prepared for it, it can be kind of a jarring, jarring thing. It's yes. loud, it's bright, whatever. Um, but the idea, the thing that just, I cannot get over all these people with their John Wayne fantasy is like, they they, they did this, right? The, I, it was some news program. I don't remember, remember if it was 60 Minutes or 2020 or whatever, but they set up a scenario where they armed a bunch of people with like airsoft guns um, in, and had a shooter shooting or a um, mass shooter drill, mm-hmm. and all these people were instructed to shoot him. Like trained, these are a lot of them are former military or they were just like gun enthusiasts or whatever. Not one fucking person hit him because it's it happens suddenly. You know this you're you're in the grocery store and suddenly someone starts shooting. Your brain is not prepared to make that kind of pivot that quickly, and this idea that you could get into a steady enough stance, get your breathing right enough to like pop somebody from across the grocery store with a handgun or whatever is the craziest fucking thing I have ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. That is the most delusional fucking shit. And a lot of these people are gun are gun people. And they really think that them hitting their paper targets at the range with (laughs) ear protection, you know what I mean? With like with ear protection and having, you know, planned their whole day around this is going to shoot with that same performance at a stranger in the grocery store while people are screaming and running and there are kids everywhere. And imagine if they're, you know, like there's one active shooter and then there are eight guys who all think they're going to be a hero. Yes. How do those eight guys know who the one active shooter is? Yes. There there have been situations, um, including there was a movie theater shooting in which there were uh, former military who were armed uh, in the theater. And they decided against pulling their weapons because they were not sure who was the shooter. Yeah. And they knew that if they pulled their gun, they would likely then be shot by law enforcement. Yes. Yes. It, by the way, it happens like kind of all the time. Like it's it's uh you can you can Google homeowner shot by police with gun, and mm-hmm. there will be thousands of return searches of homeowners who call the cops on an intruder, for example, who had a gun. Like like the NRA says they must to preserve their life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and then the gop, cops come and shoot the fucking homeowner. Sometimes kill the homeowner. Yeah, and this is why. You know why the police who were there, they needed to be the ones to go to go in because mm-hmm. they know each other, right? They know anyone yeah. who's not one of them who's armed is the active shooter. They don't need a civilian just randomly trying to freaking John Wayne it, right? Yep. What they need to know is that they need clarity in who the shooter is because remember that for the active shooter, everything's simple. Literally anyone you see is your enemy, so you shoot yeah. them. But for the police, for civilians, it's much more complicated. And adding additional randos running around with guns just makes the situation far, far, far worse. 
not any better. And also look, as you, as you made the note about accuracy bullets, if you miss the bullet doesn't, you know, disappear in a puff of smoke. I was going to say the bullet, it's not, it's not a, an Acme Looney Tunes bullet. It doesn't just fall to the ground. And I learned this um, when I, the first time I shot a gun, I was learning how to shoot targets with a single shot rifle. And um, I shot through the target, you know? Yeah. And I was having fun. I was shooting, I was doing well. And I was really excited because, you know, I was, I was, I was doing really well. And then when I pulled it up, pulled uh, the target toward me to take a look, there's a dead squirrel behind the target that I had accidentally shot Whoops. Whoops. with the bullet that passed through the target. Yep. And that was essentially the end of my uh, shooting career because guns, I realized were not toys. They were not meant for recreation. They do only really one thing, which is kill. Yeah. They're not designed to do anything else. And this is important. Like when, when people ask, you know, why were, were swords a mark of nobility? Why are, you know, why do we have all these obsessive uh, uh, during medieval times about swordsmen? It's because the sword had no utility outside of killing people. Correct. It doesn't do anything else. Axes. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't chop down a tree with a sword. Can't cut a cucumber with a sword. You can do a lot of stuff with like a hatchet. Yeah, with a hatchet, um, with a hand axe, with even with a knife. Yeah. All incredibly useful. Swords are completely useless except for one thing, and guns are that. They are completely yeah. useless except for the act of taking another life. I'm sorry. And the, yeah. <laughs> now I can't get this is again, this is moments of really bizarre humor cutting through, but like now I can't get, get the idea of Ron Popeil doing a, a Ron Popeil commercial, but it's a gun that also is like a bottle opener and like <laughs> you can like roast a chicken over it and like you know what I mean? Yep, it's uh, it slices, it dices, and <laughs> there is um this terrible, terrible anime. Never watch it. It's called Gun Sword, and it is about what's on the label. It's about a gun, a sword that also is a gun. <laughs> and uh, one thing that I always think about in that situation is that it's like. It is completely useless. If this guy were not were like all by himself on a desert island, like he just really would want like, you know, a hatchet. And this is, uh, I guess what always that gets me about this is that there are so many other countries that have guns, so many other places that deal with this stuff. And yet we act as if there's no solution. When, in fact, we have, like, a bunch of really good examples of countries who had one mass shooting, and then we're like, well, we're never doing that again. And um, uh, especially in Australia, I think Australia is probably my, my favorite example of this, because Australia is probably the closest that we have to, like, an analog of American culture, um, where it's like, it's very rough and tumble, we love a masculine men, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. got that whole thing going on. Um, and a lot of us, these Australian politicians are like, you know, quasi MAGA before that was a thing, but you know, like kind of old school Republican. And, um, after this mass shooting, I believe it was the, was that the Port St. Arthur shooting? Anyway, um, a lot of those politicians said, we have to change this. And, uh, their gun lobby said, that'll be political suicide. And they said, okay. (laughs) And then they did it. And then they did it. And then none of them, a lot of them did not work in government anymore. And they said, well, I don't care because we didn't have any mass shootings after that. So I'm pretty chill about it because I'm not a psychopath. Yeah, because you did what you're supposed to do. You protected people. Good job. That's what a politician is supposed to do. Good job. Meanwhile, we have uh, Herschel Walker. Uh Holy, holy fuck. Holy fuck. Like. You want to talk about a fucking Mike Judge character come to real life. Like there is idiocracy and there is Herschel Camacho because. And and today he gave the wonderful quote when asked if there's a solution, if he has a solution, he said, quote, a department that can look at young men that's looking at women that's looking at social media. Bum, 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 bum. What's great? Those are words. words. 
What's great is that like no one for a second in the Georgia Republican Party was like, mm, maybe not this guy. Like, do we have anybody else that we could? Mm. So it's only this guy. It's literally like, like the Trump formula of, well, a lot of people already know this guy. So we don't have to be good. We just have to be known. And that's pretty it. much. And uh, he, Herschel Walker was known for football. Which is not ex- exactly the greatest activity for one's brain. I was going to say, like, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of things that I don't want my elected officials to have done before they get into politics. And like top five uh, tackle football for sure. And we're supposed to be taking advice from him, apparently. Yeah, I don't want I don't want anybody from like a heavily... Uh, lead poisoned groundwater area to be in government. I don't want anyone with CTE for any reason to be in government. Um, I don't want anybody with a net worth over 10 million to be in government. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of them, but definitely somebody with serious long-term brain injury is probably, it's going to be a no from me dog to borrow a phrase from Mr. Randy Jackson. Yeah. And this is what we're dealing with. The reason that my voice sounds like this is because last night I just screamed for a while. Like I just came home from a all day at the um, farmer's market of smiling and pretending like nothing was wrong and just screamed into a pillow until I felt something like not better, but like a relief pressure. I can hear yeah. Benny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. He's mad. Oh, uh, that was really cute. That, that really um, changed my mood for a second. Uh, but, um, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, man. I, um, yeah, I sat down and played guitar. I remember when, um, the first time someone explained to me that like a lot of the quote unquote safety that I felt around, um, men with guns or that I thought I felt around men with guns, um, because I had, I, for a few years, I just had a couple of friends that were a little bit more conservative and carried guns on them all the time. <clears throat> and then, um, and then I had an interaction with somebody where I was with this person and we were parking the car on St. Patty's Day because I had been, I think, I think this is pretty close to me being brutally dumped at the time. Um, and my friend was taking me out for drinks and this drunk guy I don't remember what the exchange was, but like we were trying to pull into this parking spot and this drunk guy was like standing in the parking spot, holding it for him, whatever. And he was drunk and mad and started yelling at my friend who like lifts his shirt up and shows his pistol. that's in his waistband. And in that moment I was like, what the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? Like you just showed a drunk man who is not in his, you know, not being his best self, not in his best self capacity and faculties and you like you felt so intimidated by this dude that the only way that you could gain back power was hey i could kill you if i wanted to <laughs> was it threaten him with death yeah hey so happy saint patty's day do you want to die motherfucker like and i was like in that i mean you know you ever have that like again the the jaws focus in while pulling back feeling of just like what am i doing who are these people that I'm hanging out with? And like, this is not safe. Like, God forbid that dude had a gun, right? Like now we literally have a St. Patty's day shootout on Carrollton Avenue in broad ripple in Indiana, you know, great. And something that should just be a drunk argument. You know, you get a body count out of that. What kind of insanity is this? I, you know, in Evansville, um, there was a couple of fatal accidents. Um, one of them, I will give credit, was a bow and arrow shooting where a guy killed somebody else. But it was over um, loading your boat in the Ohio River at the load-in docks, the boating docks. And like, then one year, somebody just shot another dude. Just shot him. Shot him. Because he wasn't getting his boat in the water fast enough. Now he's dead. Yeah. And which is, you know, clearly the American way. <laughs> Somebody cue the Ligri one. 
I think we wanted to talk about this because it's like, what can we do? Right. Is like yeah. the, the question. And I think what's important is realizing that before we even get like, you know, this whole idea of like tracing or, um, you know, so dram shop laws are what I were one of my many proposals. And that is what, uh, what we call it when, um, like bars can be held civilly liable for the drunken crimes or deaths caused by people who were drinking at their bar. You can actually hold the bartender liable for serving an uh, intoxicated person. Um, and I think this, this should apply to gun sales, which is if you're a gun owner, right? Like, you know, you, you've sold a gun to a thousand people. Everybody in retail knows that once you worked in retail for about two years, you know what everybody's situation is when they come in the door about 10 steps. You're like, oh, okay, it's going to be like this. And I think that if you're a gun dealer who could lose your whole business and a 21-year-old comes in and they just give you a bad feeling, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I know that's not like a reliable thing, but you know, with bartenders, their default is not going to serve you, right? Yep. If I have questions about whether or not you're good or not, I'm not going to serve you because I'm liable. Right. And I want that same pressure to be applied to gun sailor, gun sellers who, if someone comes in and they say, I need an AR 15 and I need it today. You can be like, well, that's too bad. Buckaroo. You're going to have to come back in two weeks. Right. Just in case, because you have a business to protect, right? Like you, you need to make your money and feed your family or do whatever the fuck you're going to do at Don's guns. But, um, you know, you, you should be liable. No one, needs an AR. <clears throat> no one needs an AR. The only reason for an AR is to that you want to shoot a lot of bullets, uh, uh, pretty big rounds and you want to shoot them real fast. Uh, you know, which is like really effective for, um, the most expensive tree felling that you will ever do in your life, uh, or murdering a bunch of people, of course. Um, so yeah, we need that. Um, we just, it's our liability laws are dog shit around guns, which is also part of the NRA. Uh, oh, this is on purpose. This is on purpose. Um, you know, we just, they're, I, I don't, I don't know how to get money out of government. You know, it's, this is a, this is Nina Turner. This is me and Nina Turner don't agree on absolutely everything, but you know, the Bernie folks are 100% right in that there's no reason to have dark or private money in politics. This is how we got here. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. how the fuck do we get money out of politics when we have a six, three conservative majority and they're already, they're already like, like the fifth circuit is floating. Like what if the sec didn't have any power? I don't know. <laughs> and we're about to see possibly New York's gun laws fall because of SCOTUS. So I think anything we try to do is just going to be struck down by this fucking crazy court. So what you can do with your gun. No, I'm, I'm absolutely kidding. I'm not finishing that sentence. Uh, yeah. We here at the perpetual stew do not advocate for any violence toward any no, elected none. official uh, for any reason. Um, that said, mm -hmm. if any one of those motherfuckers happened to fall down an empty elevator shaft in an unfortunate incident, boy, wouldn't that be a shame? <laughs> Not supporting that either, but I <laughs> just going to say that's a personal act of act. Ac those accidents happen. Those are accidents. That's true. I'm saying that the, it's the same solution we always get. We have to vote every election, state, local, national, and it has to be for people who will change this shit. This is actually something. This is actually a bit of violence that I do um, recommend, which is um, wear a rubber band around your arm, not for yourself. But when someone says, you know, all parties are the same, it's basically <laughs> just two sides. You got to take the rubber band, you got to snap them. Yeah. You got to really, no, no. <laughs> you can also, uh, newspaper's good or a can of pennies or uh, so you can just keep a little spray bottle of water on you and just, no, 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 no. Like, just, no. I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore with anybody. This whole, like, both sides are the same Yada, yada, yada. And I'm about to get fucking psycho about it. So just like, everybody get ready because I'm coming. <laughs> I mean, that is really the only way because the NRA is powerful, not because it has the most money. There are a lot of orgs with money. 
I mean, look, Mike Bloomberg is triple matching all donations right now. It's not about money. It's about their their members vote every election, every election. It's it's because if you read the fucking Second Amendment magazine or whatever, every month a new cover comes out and it says this is the time they're going to take your guns. They're going to take your guns. And they're really good. Again, we're back to this this adage that we return to over and over again. If you don't have policy that benefits people, go with fear. Fear all day, baby. And that's all the Republican Party has. So we need people who are not afraid to vote and people who want these the stuff to change. If all the people who wanted this shit to end actually voted, we would never have another Republican elected official in the majority of places ever again. We'd still have Marjorie Taylor Greene. She ain't going anywhere. But every other place where, like, most people aren't fucking insane, we would actually have pretty good governance. And if someone tries to give you the old bullshit about, you know, oh, like Ted Cruz, oh, there needs to be a single entry point at schools. Well, there there was. There was at this school. Well, it's also a terrible idea because if the gunman gets between you and the... Yeah, it's a choke point. So that's an incredibly stupid idea. Also, his idea of school sounds suspiciously like prison. Uh, It's weird how all these people's idea of school sounds a lot like prison. We need metal detectors. Every kid needs to go through. Oh, this is my favorite one. My favorite is we need more metal detectors. And I said, hey, what does a metal detector do? Like, what does it do? He's like, oh, it it detects metal. And I was like, "And and then what does it do? It beeps. Okay, so it it's a magnet and it beeps. So explain to me how a magnet that beeps is going to stop somebody from walking in with a gun and shooting people. Do you think they're going to stop at the metal detector and walk through the metal detector? Do you think the, the mass shooter is going to walk through the metal detector? And when they say, hey, hang on real quick. Um, this is going off. Let's just pat you down real quick. Do you think they're going to say, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, let me just stop here. And, oh, I do have a gun. Yeah, I was. I was. You caught me. I was planning on killing everybody <laughs> in here. You got me. I'll got me with the metal week. detector. Uh, yeah, try again next week. See you guys. You got me. You got me. There's actually, you know, I remember after Columbine, the right wing tried to blame things like the matrix for it. And the matrix actually makes this joke in the lobby shootout scene. <laughs> right. Oh, they walk right. through the metal detector, that's it right. beeps, and then they just start shooting everyone. That's exactly right. Oh God, I forgot about that. Thank you. Wachowski sisters. Oh, yeah. beautiful souls. But yeah. And then there's a massive shootout after the machine beeps because it's <laughs> again, it's a magnet attached to a speaker and that's what a metal detector is that that's clearly the solution i remember we had a school resource officer who uh you know in our town there was the only real threat that actually happened was that uh there was a kid that i had i I tried to protect him from bullying in gym but he uh, it was like during a rainy day so we were in gym it was a study hall and he wanted to share with me his uh, quote unquote hypothetical plan for um, pl- basically he was going to use because because with our uh, fire system, everyone evacuated to the same places. He was w- thinking about planting pipe bombs in those places, pulling the thing and then detonating them. So I knew that he had some problems. So I just, you know, smiled and nodded. I'm like, that's interesting. And then I went straight to the principal's office and he got the mental help that he needed. I was going to say it's that that was that was never going to be the person that intervened there. You know what I mean? Like the person who saved lives in that situation was going to be someone that the that the kid trusted, which is not the person walking around the school with a pistol on their fucking hip. <laughs> who tackled one kid for having a <sighs> bag of cocaine, but it turned out just to be powdered sugar. Again, the the dumbest people become cops. I'm sorry. It's just that one time I went to a pottery night for a new coworker's birthday and my friend's now husband, Mazel Tov, uh, is a cop, was a cop, remains a cop. And as we're painting pottery, he says, he's like, he's like almost like sixth coat of blue glaze. And someone's like, Jeremy, why are you putting so much glaze on there? And he says, 
I can't get it to be shiny. Oh, and no. I, and there was, like, when I say that there is a pin drop five seconds of silence around the table, we we're all like, holy fucking shit. Like, have you ever just had that, like, like, you know, touchdown rocket in your chest of just, like, holy God, you're so <laughs> stupid, and I'm just, just now realizing how fucking dumb you are? And then everybody's eyes, you could watch everybody's eyes travel from his face down to his gun. Like, just yep, like, yep. yep, this this fucking guy, just the dumbest, one of the truly dumbest people I've ever met. And the old, the other dumbest person I've ever met is also a cop. Luckily, they're a cop in Bloomington, so they're mostly just, like, busting, you know, college kids for public intox, I guess. Yeah. Oh, my God, that makes my head hurt. Yeah, it does. It still makes my head hurt. Like, I can't think about that incident um, very often because I I have to take extra anxiety medicine on those days. I mean, this is the person you truly want to give the power over life and death. Like, this is, you know, people like this, that, like, like I, like, I don't understand pottery guy are the reason that domestic violence victims get murdered by their partner. I'm not joking like that kind of fucking stupid idiot is the kind of person who takes a violent man and says hey let's just let's just go outside and talk and then the violent fellow idiot says you know how bitches are man he's like ha, 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 right and then the guy goes back in and murders his his wife or partner as he had always planned to you know who could have seen it coming who could have seen it coming? Have you ever heard the Have you ever heard any of the nine one one calls from Nicole Brown Simpson? Yeah, uh, yeah, they're pretty terrifying. She's called the cops on him a lot, and every time she calls, she says, "It's OJ Simpson. I've called you about this before. Like this is not the first time I've called him. I've called you about this guy. Like, cops are stupid. And one of the things that one of the reasons that I know that this is one of my other favorite Supreme Court decisions, which was this is a 2001 decision, I believe. But um, a police officer or, or would be police officer went to go apply to work at his local police force. He scored really well and he scored very high on his IQ test. And this uh, this um, police department said ah no thank you we won't be hiring you and the guy said why i scored really well and they said well your iq test score is too high and so this gentleman sued uh for his right to work at to be hired despite having a very high iq entrance score and the supreme court ruled oh no 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 they are fully within their legal rights to fire people uh for for scoring too high on the iq test um and the reason is um, that the, um, oh, what's, what's it called? Like the fraternal, you know, the national police, blah, 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 was, they said they didn't, they don't want people to become bored with policing because it takes a lot of money to invest into a, a, a police trainee. And so they don't want to hire anyone too smart because um, they'll get bored um, of pulling over black people and searching their cars, right? <laughs> oh, God. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. And if I didn't have literally all my friends and family and I wasn't, my LLC wasn't in the United States, like, boy, howdy. Hilmar, Hilmar, over in Iceland, hit me up. You need a wife, baby? I'm ready. I'll cook for you. I'll bring you all the ranch you want. I mean, let's see if uh, Metal Honey catches on overseas. Then, you know, maybe we can make a smooth transition. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Like... You know, uh. yeah. So this actually turned out a little better. I was than I expected. I was expecting that I, that the two of us would literally just scream into the microphone for an hour. Don't worry. I still I still got I still got mine in there. I did a lot of and I, you know, I have been personally internally yelling since I was a little kid because I'm I'm one of those people that like, right? I had ADHD, right? So I was really smart and. Uh, but still would get like C's on like my math quizzes. Right. So uh, I grew up with this, like, why aren't you trying harder to do better? And it's like, well, I'm truly trying as hard as I can. I have this disorder where every time I think I know what multiplying times zero does, I'm not totally sure. Uh, so I mark it half one way and half the other way and then get a D. Uh, but 
when you grow up with that, you start, you become very aware of like what people need, what they're trying to fix and who is actually doing the work, right? Mm -hmm. Like who is really working towards this. And like I said, I grew up with my dad and all my uncles talking about guns as if like the suburban dad with the gun is the truly the last line of defense against total societal chaos. And then every time one of these fuck nuts gets an opportunity to get their gun out and be the big brave gun gun boy, not only is it not effective or, you know, they fire off a shot that just like kills a bystander or whatever. In this particular scenario, we have municipally funded police officers with military equipment and they cowered behind their cars and let kids die. And it's just the teachers, a couple of my friends are teachers. One of my best friends was a, was a vice principal. And then uh, another one of my friends is a special ed teacher and they would die for their kids. They would, they would, if that was, if that was the choice. Um, and I hope that everybody pays attention to when given the opportunity to die for children, teachers did and cops didn't mm -hmm. give up the fantasy that the cops are here to protect you. Give it up. Ba, 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 ba. Now we should play some seventies game show music. Just like play yeah. ourselves out. <laughs> oh God. It's just yakety sacks all the way down. <laughs> I mean, like, if it weren't for all the dead kids, um, like we should replace the national anthem with yakety sacks. I actually think that's a much more fitting. Um, and I would like to go back to, um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Benjamin Franklin wanted the national bird to be the turkey. And I think that we should go with Franklin on that one. Can you imagine how different our national identity would be is instead of having a screaming eagle that literally looks like it has a mad face all the time. If we just had like a big little round turkey walking around, that was the symbol of America. Just a big old fat turkey. Totally different place. If you do want a moment of levity today, just look at the YouTube video of Llama Chase set to Yakety Sax. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, I know exactly what you're talking about and it is magical. It It's amazing. I don't know if I can recommend anything more highbrow than that at the moment. Um, although there's a great, there's a great um, book about gun culture and policing. It's called gunfight. You can go read that, but I feel like we're all maybe a little tapped out. <laughs> so llama yakety sex. The other thing is like, this has been brought up in mimetic form over and over again, but like only in America, are you expected to just like, be glued to the news about how a bunch of kids are dead. And then you just like wake up and go to work. You just go to work. You go to work as if you're not like belly down in the dirt with 900 pounds of stones on your chest, just sticking your arms out under from, from underneath them. So you can tap on your laptop, you know? Yeah. I'm uh, actually about to go to my favorite Chinese restaurant run by this wonderful Chinese woman who hand makes dumplings for me. Fuck, that sounds goddamn delicious. Yeah, and I'm just gonna try not to sink into a pit of existential despair. Um, also, um, other things that really do, I mean, this is like, I'm not joking when I say this, but like, plant, plant something if you can, if you want to like plant something. Um, well, it's gonna make me cry. Um, if it weren't for the ability to walk outside and look at a look at a plant. Um, man, these last, last couple days are really enough to, uh, make you want to call it quits on the, uh, the human experience, you know? Yeah. On the upside, I do see a lot of really good people trying to shake themselves out of the despair and hopelessness and keep keep trying to make things better even though we know it's going to be really hard and i try to take strength from them people 
love to tell women to not be mad. Everyone hates a mad woman. It reminds them of their mothers, their bitch mothers. Um, what I would say is stay fucking mad. Stay mad. Yeah. I, I welcome you to the angry army. I welcome you, my comrade. Stay angry and make people uncomfortable with your anger. Make people recognize and never let anyone forget that we're talking about kids. We're talking about little kids. And um, if you are not okay with never seeing your child again, if you're okay with that, we live in your perfect America um, already. But if you're not willing to sacrifice your own child and the idea of that truly horrifies you to your core, um, then you need to be out here advocating for the safety of other people's kids too. 100%. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, Woo! Plug time! <laughs> I, I, I Maybe we'll hold off on the plug <laughs> for this time around. Uh, but we'll have another recording coming soon. Um, but I just, you know, we have to all keep fighting, keep loving each other, do what you need to do to keep yourself sane. Um, and never let people like Ted Cruz have a fucking day of peace in his life. Can we end every episode, um, maybe from now on until I guess the election? Uh, with just like a basic rundown of the facts of the Texas shooting, which is 19 children are dead because police with all the training and funding in the world chose not to save their lives when they had the opportunity. Never forget that vote. Amen. We'll see you next week. Bye.